That one come from. That's a that's a very beautiful nigger. Very deep nigger. Wow. Shukaya, thanks for sharing. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I I never heard you so, sing a song in minor. Really? I've never heard any of your I don't I don't know any of your songs that are in minor. I don't know. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Good Chodesh. Okay, brothers. I want to learn today for the Ibrahim Nishmas of Shana's Babi. What's the name? No pressure. You only married for a year and a half. It's fine. What was, what, what was her... Oh, no, in English. Esther Zizel. 
you know her father's name by any chance? Because when, when someone passes away, you do it. Then Bas the father. Okay. No, that, that, that's okay. Because the Hashem, this should be for her Elaine Neshama. All right. Baruch Hashem, we have another opportunity to learn the Rebbe's words, the Pieces and the Rebbe's words. We're on Oz Chet. Dav Shin Lamed. Oz Chet. So, this is a tricky one, a little bit of a tricky one, and I asked Shimon yesterday to send me, there's a translation that, of this um, Sefer that I know that Rav Weinberger wasn't always so thrilled about, and I think this is a good example because the way that it's translated, I don't think it's exactly the Nakuda. So we're going to try to, we're going to try to figure this out, the deepest depths. This is a very, very powerful piece, and it's a very practical piece as well. Eitzot, mamash. Tachlis. See, there's a lot of tachlis here. So you know what happens? Like, sometimes I could be so happy that because of, of awareness. Like we always speak about the, the need for awareness and consciousness. And sometimes, what's that? Esther's Israel. So sometimes I could be just happy, uh, but the fact that I'm aware of things. But the Rebbe says when when it's when it ends there with just being aware about things and it doesn't move either you might be stuck in hell while you're in this world, but you're kind of okay with that because you're aware of the fact of where you're at. And then sometimes, Bezat Hashem, when you have enough koach to get out of it, you're just not sure what, what do you do. So, let's see how the Rebbe develops this, this very passionate piece. And I think it's something that uh, is a lemaisa, very, just like, like I said, very practical, very much... How do I do? What, what do I do when I catch myself in situations like this? It gets a little bit graphic here. It's, but, so we're going to try to, and we're in a shul, so we're going to try, try to get, be as smooth as possible. So look what he says. <coughs> Don't justify yourself when it comes to being conscious of your yetzer, saying, listen, what could I do? I'm, I'm aware. I have a Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah is, is ripping into me. I'm aware of it, right? Because a person can fool himself to say, well, look, at least, I have, at least I have awareness, at least I'm aware that it's, you know, I'm in the middle of a battle. But he says, when you just justify it, meaning when you justify your shortcomings, because you're saying, look, I know I have a Yetzirah, and not because it's okay to do a Veras, but at least I'm just, at least I'm aware that it's a Yetzirah, you understand it's a higher level, it's already a higher level. He says, no, no, no. Othu ki othu la'atzel, la'atzel. What is that, a simon that you are? An atzlan. You are lazy. Now, why, why do you think he has to say this? I'm only human. That's oh, remember? It's like so like, holy to say that these days. Listen, we're not angels. Okay, that, that's true. But saying I'm only human should not be a justification for saying, and therefore I sin. I'm only human, and therefore I'm not perfect. But not I'm only human, and therefore I'm completely, you know, sort justified. of di- yeah, justified. That's the word he's saying. Leitz I think the, I'm only human, like prior to doing a sin, is a whole different level. The only, only after. Nachon, nachon. You're right. Absolutely, absolutely. Hit bonenna. Take a deeper look. Haim lanuach ba'olam. Did you come here to go to teshlof? Is this why you're here? Hashem just gave you here to come and, and sleep your way and just 
have pleasure the whole time? Liot eved lo. You're here to be a servant to him. Ve'et milchamto lilchom bimkomcha samucha. He placed you here. Now this is very, very chazak statement. Saying, Hashem placed you in this world to wage war. Hashem put you in this world to wage war. Well, God wants me to suffer? No, that doesn't mean suffering. In fact, the real tzaddikim, not according to Chabad so much, but other ways of understanding it is that the war, when I wage war, that is the pleasure I have in this world. But sometimes people get mixed up and confused. They're saying, listen, God doesn't want me to suffer. Hashem doesn't want me to be someone that's nebuch all the time and that is in pain. So He doesn't want me to keep on fighting. That's, that's a warped way of understanding and internalizing what it means, the war, what, what kind of war we're speaking about in this world. You know, a warrior, when, he, when he's engaged in battle and he's proud of the battle that he has taken upon himself, there's an inner simcha going on inside of him even if the battle's difficult because he's, in the, he's, he's where he wants to be. So the PSS Nadeb is saying, you were put here not to schluff and say, I'm only human, God doesn't want me to suffer. He's saying, that's atzlanos, that's laziness. Take pride in your battle. Take pride in the battle, that you're, the war that you're waging. But you have to understand what it is. Now he's been giving us these eights since the beginning of this Sefer, what it's not. Let's continue to develop that. Af'al tismach v'titpa'er. Don't be happy and pride yourself. Don't be proud of means like the orchestra of your taivas, meaning the whole, you get a glimpse of what's going on inside of you. Don't be proud and be like, wow, look, look how much I'm dealing with and look how much the worm that's in me is not completely shechting me. You know the statement, God only tests those who he loves? So a person can fall into a trap of saying, look how, look how my Yetzer is such a behemoth. You know what that must mean? God loves me so God much. God loves me so much. And I'm so close to Hashem. Because if I wasn't so close to Hashem, Hashem wouldn't test me now. Is that true? It could be. The shaila is, what do you do with it? If you're proud about that, and that's where it ends, he's going to tell us in a second, you're actually in hell. It's, it's a little bit tricky how this works, because on the one hand, I'm, I am supposed to feel Hashem loves me. And I am supposed to really connect to the place of when I go through trials, tests, and tribulations, deep ones, and I'm aware of my taivas, Meaning, yes, I am. Meaning, the, the more I realize how much my taivas, my yitzhahara, are big, what is it a simon of? Okay, it must mean I am made of something special, and it must mean that I have something very big to do in this world. Must mean. But if I'm looking at that stage of my life, of just the awareness of my taivas and saying, this, and I start to go, to, I jump to the, I must be a gewalt. You're, you're, you're stuck. And, you, and, and the Rebbe is probably is kind of saying this, you will not emerge from that place if that's where you start to look and be like, oh, I'm so proud that this is my bag. Because it must mean that I'm made out of something really good. Okay. Is he saying that two sides of the coin? Like before he said, don't be this lazy 
be this person if he's so holy and that that's why his gates are so crazy? It's not, no, I think what he's, it's one side, it's the same side. He's saying, you are holy, you are, and all those things, it's beautiful, but where's your energy? Like, what are you thinking about? I think he's saying that the awareness of the, the fact that you have this big Yetzir Hara is not something to rest on and not something to be proud of. Like, it's not, like, that, that in and of itself is something that has to stimulate something else. And if you're just like, wow, I've, I have this awareness of my Yetzir Hara and, and based on previous pieces, and I'm suppressing it so much, and I'm a gewalt for suppressing it, and Hashem must really love me because I have such a hard test that I'm doing a great job of suppressing, he's saying... Well, here he's not, not, not exactly, because here he's not even talking about suppressing in this piece. Nachon, in the pre- previous pieces, it is. But here he's not even saying that you suppressed it. He's just saying you're aware of it, and you're basing your spiritual status based on an awareness of what's going on inside of you. But, but he's, not, he's not here speaking about, and you've been able to uh, conquer anything. No, you're just aware that you're a behemoth inside. <laughs> you're just aware of it. Now, some people really do stop there. They stop in that point, and they're like, this must mean so-and-so, the Rebbe's saying. Ensikui. That's not real. In fact, that's hell. Look how he continues. Who's going to take a guarantor for you and say that what's going on with you right now is absolutely just Hashem sending thoughts into you? And it's so clear that it's just little simple Hashem tests from you. And it's not And it's, it's, it's basically what he's saying is and it's not the I guess the, the schmutz of your garbage that you just haven't dealt with. What is um, Over here it's like the you see, this is where it gets tricky here because. It's from Masriya. Here, look, look what he says. Of, no, it's not from Masriya. He says over here, who can vouch that your passions are God sent and not just your own earthliness? But it's much more. The language is much more chazak over here. Gam um, b'sha'ol, also in hell. Shofech hamalach duma et soato al pnei ha'ish lemor tol ma shebacharta. Okay. Huh? So this is this is where it gets a little bit uh, tricky. He says also in hell there's a certain angel who flings his dung. I've never heard that one before. Flings his dung. Okay, so take that to whatever that means. And he says, it throws it on your face and says, here, take what you chose. That's, that's, what, that's what could happen. In, that's what happens in hell. Okay? Can I just, where is the for that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really need to know? You know, I have just a little bit of residual trauma from scare tactics. And like, you know, because it causes like... I'm not, I'm so for you, the Makor is right here. The PSS and the Rebbe's face saying these words and you visualizing him saying that. Right. Is that enough to freak you out? Retroactively. <laughs> but, but what does he say over here? But it could be that while you're here, you're already experiencing what may happen there. 
Which is which is basically what? What's that? The dung flinging. <laughs> but what? But what's the Rebbe saying? What's the? What is? What is he really saying over here? That you get what you want. That the, that this angel's putting in your face, like all these bad things that are in your head. That this angel's putting in your face. And you're like, wow, look at you know. But it's really, it's not like a scent from Hashem. It's like, I mean, it's your own. It's your own. Yeah. What are you gonna say? It, it, it's all from Hashem's Barfa, but it's the. If, if you think that you're the greatest, you know, you, you can think that you have, you know, Nisyonas like uh, Avram Avinu, you know, that you're so high and that's why you're getting it. Right. But you might be a low. And you, you don't know the difference between the two. So if you're, if you're the low and you're getting, bad things are coming to you because you're just not a good person, you're not doing good things, then that, that's the Malachim. You know what? You're right. You, you, know, you got all these you know, bad things and you were so happy here, about it. Exactly. Tol Mashabachaito. The language here is very interesting. Tol means like, like, like take what you chose. You made the bed. This is yours, and you and you were you were actually proud of this, but you didn't realize what it really looks like. (laughs) Correct, but it's it's a self and you're threat. You're proud of it, but you yourself think it's somewhere else. Yeah, he's saying this is what it actually is. What 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 went on in your 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 self fulfilling prophecy? You just didn't visualize it fully. But the Rebbe says, I'm going to do it for you right now. This is what it looks like. The previous ode was about how you're you're in an environment and you don't realize how you're being influenced, right? So then he comes in here and says in Otchet, the next the ode, he's saying, and that environment influencing you, it, you can could, cause. You, you could say it's Hash, oh Hashem put this, this and Shmona Esrei when we have other thoughts, right? You could say okay, that's from that's the Yitzhara really challenging us, or you could say Nahon. no because I was up all night and that's why and exactly. filled my head with that shtus that it came out in the tefillah. Exactly. Right. One, one, time, it, you know? one time there was a chassid that, said, that came to the Friedrich Rebbe and said, Rebbe, I have a new resolution. I think he said, I'm going to stay up um, uh, all, from Shabbos to Shabbos. I'm going to stay up all week long and learn. So the Rebbe says to him, great, and then you're going to sleep like a horse for a week. Meaning, what's, what, what, what do you think of yourself? Right. What do you think of yourself? Now, the only reason why I'm reluctant in the, when we're learning this sefer to build on a previous ot is because we don't know the chronology. That's the only I, I, Indian. I get it, but wait, wait, wait. actually, what I'm trying to see here is that, you know, is exactly that Shimon Esrei analogy. Maskemit, right? no, 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 it you works. See it, you, can, you think that you can Absolutely. think that some things are really big challenges. Absolutely. You have these crazy thoughts. Get it out of your head, forget it, it's not you. And then sometimes you have those crazy thoughts because it's right in line with what you've been spent your day doing. Right. It's not such a foreign thought. Uh-huh. It seems like, it seems like uh-huh. up through the safer, no matter what order it is, he's just trying to show us like there are so many different ways or different places you can just get stuck. You think you're doing it from a holy place, but you're, you're not there yet. Uh-huh. What are you going to do about this recognition or that recognition or okay, uh-huh. great from before you suppressed and now you put yourself on a high level because you're proud of the status of recognizing that you have these type of, but what are you going to do about it? Right. So you say, right. where is the follow-through? This uh-huh. whole safer uh-huh. scene. So far. Oh, so, so far. So far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so how do I know if I'm real? Or what are you going to do in that moment of awareness? The Rebbe says, This is the sign. If when you get hit by the Yetzir Hara, you, you hit, you, 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 you give him back a blow twofold, 
Ot hagibor hamidgaver b'tzva Hashem, who you're a warrior in Hashem's army. Now, what does he mean by twofold? He says, yeah, I'm sorry, v'gamal yitzrecha tismach. And not just that, you'll be able to be happy with your yetzer. Okay, so what's the twofold blow? One is, sorry, you didn't get me, yetzer And two, not only did you not get me, I'm going to come back and pound you back with Kedusha now. So not only did I suppress, not only did I not fall, I'm actually, I took this moment of awareness and I built a brick instead of, instead of the other way. Now you can, you the moment of, of time. Right? Okay. Moment of a test, yeah. Moment, I mean, there's always moments, meaning the moment that you're aware of your taiva and that it's okay. about to attack you. Okay. Remember what the Chazal said, in Paga Bacham what is the rest? means if this menuval, if this bastard, if this Yetzirah came and, and hit you, so don't just be like, okay, dodge, don't just dodge it. Schlep him into shul. Bring him into the fold. <coughs> but if the blows of your Yetzir that are so polluted, you just receive with, listen, I'm only human, not justifying falling, but justifying having bad thoughts. And you don't blow the shofar, meaning, well, what does it mean if you're blowing the shofar? Going you, exactly, when you go, when you wage bat, when do we use the shofar? When we're about to go out and, and, and wage war. He's saying, you're not going to blow the shofar to use it for, you know, for, for saying, I'm declaring I'm declaring war. You're not going to be victorious. You're not only going to be mourning over your, that you failed with the mitzvah, with, with, with the taiva. But you're, you're going to be so sad over, over the fact that this is your Yetzir Hara. As opposed to looking at your Yetzir and being like, thank you for being a wake-up call for me. Which is what we really want to do. Remember, the, the, the Baal Shem Tov once said, a Yidla comes to Hashem before Yom Kippur and says, Rebona Shleilam, if it wasn't for such a Yetzir Hara that you gave me, I wouldn't have come up with such deep nigunim to come and cry out to you. Right? It's like the, you could say that like the Yetzir can be the one that causes you to wake up to do tshuva. And then, like when you realize a Yid comes out from deep introspection, and writes beautiful nigunim of remorse over realizing how much pain he's in, what does he then, how does he then view the Yetzer? As a partner. As a proper shaliach, yeah. He's saying, not over here, not only will you be sad that you failed, you're going to look at your Yetzer and be like, I didn't help you do your shlichus either. Because in the, in the heart of hearts, your shlichus was just to make me stronger, not to make me fall. Like the Alter Rebbe says in the Tanya, about the shliach of the, how a, a harlot is a, is a seducer, but her, she wins when she realizes that she didn't succeed in seducing. Because you realize that you're living hell in this world. Again, he's saying, the feces is... Why? Flying all over the place, come and pick up what you chose. So it's very, it's very graphic the way he's describing it over here, but it's very important for us to realize that 
When the Rebbe goes with this imagery, which we know he's so big on, based on our learning in Bnei Machshavatov, it's because he really wants to get the point across. That's why it's so great. I mean, it's, 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 it's a little bit rough to, to read such words. But in our own lives, Lemaisa, we can be very, very, very... This shows up a lot. This shows up a lot because sometimes we can be so happy like, wow, I'm only human and God doesn't expect me to be a malach. Okay, is that emes? Yes. Is that emes la'amita? No. A little crumb. Right. It's emes, but the Rebbe is trying to bring us to places that's deeper than just emes. Emes la'amita means like the real emes la'amita, the real... Deep thing is, what did you do with it? What did you do with that moment of revelation? So yes, let's go back now again. I realize, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you put me in this world. You don't expect to be a malach. But the moments you gave me of awareness were meant to be utilized. And what does that mean? Is that Dafka, and he says, I want to show, like one of the midos that the, the Rebbe speaks about in Chobos Talmidim to students, and Basilis Yishoyim speaks about very much, is the midah of atzlanut. The midah of laziness. Now we think laziness is a guy that doesn't even show up to shear. Saying, no, 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 that guy's not even in the parsha at all. Laziness is the, is the person who stops at that first level and says, at least I'm aware of my animalistic nature. And the Rebbe is saying, if you don't take that moment, dafka that moment, and go come back with a twofold blow to the yetzer, then, then really you're a lazy person. And, and laziness has the best of you. But if you don't take advantage of those moments of realizing that you, you could be in hell while you're alive here, why would you choose to stay here? Even though it's painful, visualize what kind of life it's like when you're okay with the fact that falling under the category of I'm only human. If you're okay with that, that means you're okay with living in hell for the rest of your life while you're here. I'm only human. Angels don't go to hell, they just have shlichus in hell of dumping certain things on your face. <laughs> Come and take what you chose. So like Avi said before, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, we just don't realize that it's an actual prophecy. But we need to give each other koyach and reminders that dafka at that moment, to be misgaber on the it does not only mean making sure I don't sin. This is where it does sound similar to suppression. When he, uh, towards the end over here, this word seems similar to it. But we all want to be holy warriors, we all want to wage war, and we all have to give each other koch to understand what it means to wage war. So if I said to you right now, how does the PSS Nebbe explain the art of blowing the shofar? What, would he, what does he basically say? Go to war on your mm-hmm. Now what does it mean to yourself. go to... What's that? Go to war on yourself. That's two-fold blow. How? Give an example. Smack down the, the, the Yetzirah and, and thank him for coming and, and for helping him succeed in his mission, and then punch him in the face. Right. What's up, Right. Scream out your pasuk. I was talking to someone recently who, who's going through anxiety, and they were saying that um, they've reached a better stage in life that now, like, they, they, they always, they kept on thinking that they're about to die. It's taking them over, they're about to die. So the level they reached recently was like, when they have to do something, like if they have to, I don't know, parent or teach or, or I, I don't know, whatever it was. So they said that the, the level they reached now was 
okay, I, I, you might take me now in the middle, God, but I'm just going to keep on doing what I have to do right now in the moment. So, is that person out of hell? Because they're able to keep on going? Not fully, because they still think that they're about to die, but somehow they're able to keep on just going on. The deeper level is to be able to notice for a second that test from Hashem, that you feel like you're about to have an attack and die, and be like, <laughs> you thought you can get me with that one? And to laugh it off. And be like, not only am I not going to buy into it right now, I'm going to laugh that off, and I'm going to come back with a full, full-on swing of chayim, of being alive. moment David Melch is becomes like the Mashiach Hashem, it's um Shmuel sees him and he sees that he's Admo Admoni or Admomi, I can't remember the exact words, which means he should be like a fiery, angry passion, yeah. But then he says that then the Pasuk says that but he had Inan Yafot. And then the all the people Rashid are crazy, it says, even though he had this this inclination towards anger, he had totally conquered it and used it to fight his <coughs> fight his Yetzirah and to fight wars for Hashem. And so that was why he was Mashiach Hashem, because he took the Yetzirah that was attacking him and he used it just for Kedusha. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, this, this uh, friend of yours, right, if he, if, if he or she was able to say, oh, well, if that's the case, then I have to do Tshuva in every moment because I could die tonight, right now. And that'd be the most amazing way to use your Yetzirah in that moment. That's what Eliezer told his students when he said, like, you know, a person has to do Tshuva every single day of life if it's the last day. Right. So the student said, well, how do I know when the last day is? He's like, exactly. You don't. Or it's like during davening, when you have these extraneous thoughts shooting through your head, you take that as an as a impetus to deeper, to go deeper into davening. Like, why should you be there? As opposed to, I'm just going to block these thoughts out right now. Right. Not to think about them. Right. Right. Good luck. It's also interesting because in that moment when you thought, sometimes the, the words that you might even say are like, these thoughts aren't me, these thoughts aren't me. Like, why are they coming in? Why are they? And, and I think he's saying, like, you have to take personal responsibility and not like this victim, like this victim conscious of all this stuff's just coming into me and it's not really me. Whereas if you say, no, I'm having these thoughts because at some point I open, like, the angel says, he puts it in, this is what you want, put it in your face. Like, I, these thoughts are mine. Right. And I, I'm going to own that these are mine, and therefore I have to go do battle against that because it's mine. Right. I'm, if I'm I don't, if I don't take ownership over it, I think the Rebbe is saying, you're an atzlan. Yeah. You're an atzlan. You're lazy. You're lazy. Now, what do we need? What, what do you think we need in order to take ownership over, over, over what we see is our, is our what he called, hemiata avotecha, like the orchestra of your tithes. What, what kind of, what is the fuel that we need in order to take ownership over it? Recognition of actions being the, the, the end game, the ultimate end game. And not, I think that's very clear, and that's very important. Not only awareness, like I said in the beginning of Shir, not only I'm aware, consciousness, because that at a certain point, yeah, we're here in this world, we're here to be poil, to be active. That's why the Rebbe is saying the twofold blow is not just awareness, it's what am I coming back with? Right. When there's a defense, that's just the reason to have better offense. Right, well, lately, uh, Brenner's been saying, I don't know if you've seen it, hands up, we're on offense now, we're not just on defense. And you all know what I think about his hands. Mm-hmm. Like when they're up, like Moshe Rabbeinu, when the hands are up, we're winning. Right. <laughs> Yeshua and Chur, holding up the hands. 
offense. We should remember this when it actually counts. And we should give each other koach to really be people that understand the art of being a Jewish warrior. Remember we had two years ago, like three shirim on being PSS and the warriors. It'd be good to revisit those because the Rebbe gave us some clear instructions as to how to go out in Milchama. Cafe This piece makes me want to walk around with the shofar. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't think that when I go home I'm not blowing my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Huh? Cardiac circumcision. Cardiac circumcision. Yeah, they thought we were crazy until now in the neighborhood. Now they're going to be like, oh my god, this shit had the vicha. Blowing shofar was chodesh peace. In another oat. In another oat. There are people in my neighborhood that does that, you know that? Yeah? Yeah, I hear. Every day? I hear I hear the chauffeur quite. But you know what? You don't live too far from me. Maybe. It's probably you guys bouncing off the valleys and uh, from the from uh, oh, yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shukrach, boys. Shukrach.